0: to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Maybe it's the old-school, traditional music-loving girl inside of me, but this week's song, All My Hope by Crowder, has a wonderful gospel vibe and harkens back to the hymns I sang as a young girl. We're heading into a discussion on hope based on 1 Peter, but before we head over there, let's listen. All my hope is in Jesus Okay, well, our inspiration is found in the title, and that is the word hope. When all our hope is in Jesus, what does that mean? What does the Bible teach us about hope? One of my favorite Bible Interaction Tool exercises is to consider the opposite of something. I, I use a variety of Bible Interaction Tool exercises. I actually call them Bites for short to mix up my, my time in God's Word. It, it helps me look at it in a new light. And I hope that you'll use them too. I have a few I used this week to prepare my thoughts for today. I can't wait to share them with you. And so let's start with that first one, Consider the Opposite. Now our song talks about all our hope being in Jesus. But what does the opposite look like? Do we put all our hope in Jesus? Do we put all All our hope in Jesus. I suppose we could talk about the significance of the word all, but the question that I rolled around in my head this week was, what do we tend to put our hope in? So I made myself a little list as I considered the opposite because it wasn't just one word, right? There's a lot of things that we tend to put our hope in. First thing on my list, money. And if you don't think you put your hope in money, consider how hopeless you feel when you don't have any money. And all of our all of your options seem limited when we don't have money. And if it's severe enough, you might actually even fear for your survival. All right, so what about ability or talent? I tend to put my hope in this. I have to be honest. You know, God has blessed me with my talent, but instead of putting my hope in the talent giver, I end up putting my hope in the vehicle by which he gives me access to his creation for his glory. Now, I haven't had this particular thing happen to me personally yet, uh, but I just read an article about a speaker who lost her voice, and she really had to discover where her hope was. She wrestled with it, but she had to release the remnants of trust and hope in her ability and surrender them all to God. I hope I can learn from her experience rather than having to go through it myself, but it's worthy of thinking about and really spending some time talking to God about all right, what about position? Well, sometimes we think we can make real change if we're given a higher position at work or at church or among friends. And the crazy thing is, the higher the position, the greater the chance that your position is asks you to put your hope in that position. <laughs> so uh, that's position. What about achievement? Well, especially in the West, we're addicted to producing things. We are addicted to achievement. I see it at the Christian school I work at. It's often not enough for the kids just to know stuff and be genuinely interested in gaining knowledge. No, I mean, it has to be for a grade or achieve a certain level for it to count. We put our hope and achievement in that hashtag hustle mentality of our world today. All right, what about recognition? Somehow we believe that if we can just be recognized for our accomplishments, then we will be fulfilled we place our hope in the recognition power now when all this fits together when our talents lead to achievement which leads to recognition and higher positions which ultimately leads to more money we are even further tempted to place our own hope our hope in our own power what a tragic place to be all right and finally on my list i put other people Let's say you weren't into any of those other things. Nothing I said really pinched you where it hurts. You, maybe your hope isn't in those things. Could it be that your hope is in other people? Your spouse, your pastor, your friends, a politician, or a celebrity? Now suppose we can go on and on, of course, and if you made your own list, it may include a host of other things that we can put our hope in. It would actually be a good exercise to have a, a moment of self-evaluation here, And so might I be so bold as to use the bite of prayer at this moment. I would even pause the podcast and pray and ask God to reveal to you any area that you tend to place your hope in other than him. Be honest with yourself. Allow the Holy Spirit to place his loving thumb on your sore spots. Trust me, you want to identify it so that you can release it and exchange it for the living hope that we're getting ready to explore in scripture. All right, so remember, on this podcast we are using contemporary Christian music that oftentimes we're listening to on the radio to inspire us to jump into God's word. So my next bite is to take on larger chunks of scripture. Too many times we will take simple verses out of the larger context and we miss what the author really intended or worse, we misinterpret scripture altogether. So this idea of hope made me think of the living hope that we have in Christ. 1 Peter uh, one three talks about this living hope. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Alright, so since our song talks about our hope being in Jesus, and we've already considered the opposite of that, now we're led to 1 Peter to consider our living hope. So let's keep reading the larger chunk of scripture. Now, if I'm reading at home, I'm going to read from verse 3 through verse 12, or honestly, I'll probably read the whole chapter. That's my pattern, um, my habit, my, I, that's how I take a bite out of scripture. Um, and so, but if I'm reading, if your Bible probably has it sectioned out a little bit like mine did, verses 3 through verse 12 is the section before we get to the transition word, therefore. Of course, I love what my old pastor used to teach. He used to say, whenever you see the word therefore, you need to see what it's there for. Okay, so we're going to look on the podcast today all at all of those verses leading up to the therefore. So then in your personal study, if you use the bite of reading in context, again, which I define most often as at least reading the whole chapter, then we will have studied up to the therefore, and then you can see what conclusion Paul makes for the application of the knowledge that we're getting ready to gain. Does that make sense? So we're going to learn a bunch of stuff. And then in your own personal study, uh, look and see what Paul says. Okay, therefore, so now that you know all this, that there's some truth on the other side of that therefore. All right, so let's get the knowledge before the therefore. I would read all nine verses at least um, in my own personal study. And you can do that. It's just harder on the podcast for you to kind of follow along because most of the time you're not sitting with your Bible in front of you. So I'm going to take them in smaller chunks and then comment in between for podcast purposes. But for your own personal study, read all nine verses together and then start to take it apart. Now, I want you to know that those are three verses, and that's one sentence, so you would really never, ever, ever take out of context one verse out of a sentence, you know, when you're studying it, but we do it all the time. It's going to be at the top of a devotional page, or it's even going to be on my little memory verse um, uh, uh, image that I create for you guys, but just don't. Don't take things out of context like that in your own personal study. There's a lot going on here. I want to point out something that my friend and I were talking about this week. Um, She works with some youth girls, and they were looking at a section of scripture, just like we are today, and she asked them to make some observations. And they jumped to A, worrying that they would get the wrong answer, and B, they jumped straight to application of scripture. And unfortunately, we're actually trained to do this in churches today. We have this burning question inside of us, which is, what's in it for me? And I pray that my bites will lead you down a different path. Will God reveal truths to you that will change the way you think? Yes. Will changing the way you think change the way you live? Yes. Will you always walk away with some big aha application moment? No, I'm trying to help you discover and meditate on God's word. Every once in a while, God will give me an aha moment that I pass on to you. But my deepest desire is that you will get your own aha moments that he reveals to you because you've invested time to discover and meditate on his word. I have full faith and confidence that if I can guide you to God's word and you actually pick it up and read it for yourself, that the Holy Spirit will do the rest. You don't even really need me. All right. So let's read it again. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. All right. so How do we get this living hope? We must be born again. What is the pathway for us to receive this living hope when we're born again? The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. By the way, did we have anything to do with that? No, we did not. (laughs) All right, so where does this path lead? I'm just asking questions. I mean, I call them Sunday school questions because it's like if I ask a question and you look at that verse, you can give me the answer. These are observation questions. I'm not even getting into too much interpretation here, even much less application. I'm just telling you what the text is saying, but I'm slowing down and asking a few questions along the way. So where does this path lead? This living hope, it leads to an, an inheritance kept in heaven for you. And so what does that mean? And what does all this mean for us? We are guarded through faith for a salvation that is to be revealed in the last time. Now, just as a matter of, of explanation, the last time is specifically referring to the end times when Christ returns. So as I consider this word hope, I can also, uh, I, I've just asked all these questions, and then now I'm going to go back and consider that word hope. And I'm going to use the bite of, of the Bible interaction tool exercise of, of doing a word study. So, the best free resource that I have for this is BibleHub.com, B I B L E H U B.com. And when you look up 1 Peter 1 3 in Bible Hub, over to the right, you will see the verse in context with a few other verses. It might be just one or two verses. And you can just click on the word hope, and it will bring you to the word study. And it is there we find that this is the Greek word el piso and it it comes from elpis which is hope to hope is actively waiting for god's fulfillment about the faith he's inverted through the power of his love and it has this if you continue to read the summary it explains that it has this connotation of anticipation or expectation this is like this actively waiting this anticipation this expectation Okay, so now that changes our entire discussion, doesn't it? All the ways I considered hope was really trust or faith, not necessarily anticipation, right? So I asked you, what do we put our hope in? Well, really, it's it that was the um, and the 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 faith or the trust that we put in other things besides Christ, and um, you know, not necessarily the anticipation, this living hope, this and this expectation. I suppose the exception could be if we considered that our anticipation of future money, position, and achievement would bring about the result that we desire. But ultimately, the resurrection of Jesus Christ means that we have a living hope. So then what would the opposite of living hope be? Well, then I'm picturing now a dead hope or a stagnant hope like still waters. But that's not the hope that we've been born again into. We've been born again into a living hope, a living expectation, a living, breathing anticipation of what? Of a glorious inheritance and final salvation in the last days. So as we consider even what I've listed as our hopes, which could, like I said, really be defined better about what we put our faith or trust in, they are all very much focused on the here and now. But when we put our hope in Jesus, When we consider our living hope, it's about our eternity. It's not a perspective we're comfortable with, (laughs) to be honest. Um, I think the next few verses really hit home as to why. So let's keep reading. Verse 6. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes though though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Yikes tested by fire that's why we'd rather talk about our hopes for our here and now rather than our forever because I, we don't like the that the immediate is includes testing by fire. I, in fact, I have an entire podcast that talks about the refining of our faith. If you check out episode 126, I even mention these verses here. So you might want to check those out as you study further. But let's keep reading. Verse 8. There, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So our inexpressible joy is the result of this living hope. That change in perspective that I was talking about. We actually explore this idea in episode 193. We talk about this verse right here. But this inexpressible joy filled with glory is a reason to endure the grief of our various trials. Our trials are temporary. Our salvation is forever. In fact... Peter speaks more about this salvation as we continue to read in verse 10. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you in the things that, they, that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Wow, so even as we look at our salvation, it was revealed to the prophets who endured unspeakable trials, by the way. And the revelation of God given to them wasn't even for them. It was for us. Again, that perspective, that eternal perspective that is so hard for us to sit in. That's what that living hope is pointing to. The gospel has been revealed to us. The good news that Jesus Christ offers himself as a final sacrifice, paving the way to new life in him if we will just accept it. It's profound. So let's lay aside all our false hopes and do as our song this week says, put all our hope in Jesus. Now I want to end with another song found in Psalm 146. It actually includes both of our ideas. When we put our trust in things at That cannot save, and how we are to place our hope, our expectation in the Lord. He gives us this living hope that is squarely fixed on our eternal salvation through Jesus Christ. And this is what the psalmist says Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope, expectation, is in the Lord their God. So what's next? Well, spend some time in First Peter chapter 1 this week. Better yet, read the entire letter from Peter. It's only five chapters. Then go back and consider our living hope by first considering the opposite and then really take in all of the details of this larger chunk chunk of scripture that we've been looking at and note anything new that jumps out at you. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellenizat.com. You can hop on Twitter at or Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat. And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, The overflow.com, for pointing their subscribers to this podcast. But more importantly, pointing them to God's word Through music. Now, when you subscribe to their trial, you will receive a 10 day series of devotions I wrote based on some of my most popular podcast episodes. So I encourage you to check them out at TheOverflow.com. Now, I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website like Rebecca from Louisiana, Leo from Sweden, Chloe from the U.S., Mary from Georgia, Eric from the U.S., Joel from Michigan, Natalia from Texas, and Alicia from Mississippi welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website will benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource. You can display that on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop. You can even print it out. You get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the resources I create for my episodes from time to time. It's just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michelleknizat.com to subscribe today. Now, Don't miss an episode of my podcast by subscribing in iTunes. And while you're there, please leave me a written review and a star rating. This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Come to the Table by Sidewalk Prophets to jump into Scripture. This was a request by my listener, Stephanie. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michelleknizat.com forward slash 213. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's Word and consider his ways.